Someone's got to make a decision to go, look, we're going for it or we're not. That's just it. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard decision to make, but you can't have, like, the, you know, this is how this is going to go or this is how this is going to go. You just got to either go for it or not. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Shank Happens with PGA Memes. I'm Travis, a.k.a. PGA Memes. I'm joined by my boy, Joe. This pod's brought to you by Mizzen and Maine. Listen, guys, if you haven't checked out Mizzen and Maine, go to their website, mizzenandmaine.com. They have great dress shirts. They have golf polos that you see Phil Mickelson rocking on the course. They have the dress shirts have helped me through this quarantine on these Zoom meetings, looking sharp, rocking it right now with my sweatpants on. Their four-way stretch, if you've gained 15 to 20 pounds like I have during this quarantine, you're going to need to rock some Mizzen and Maine. Looking sharp, you know, at the office, outside of the office, wrinkle resistant, which is huge. If you travel as much as I do, you can throw these things in your backpack, your suitcase, and not to worry about pulling it out and worrying about you know, ironing it. You can also throw it in the machine. It's machine washable, which is also huge. And these things have lasted a long time. I have a few of these that have lasted a couple of years, even using them in the machine. So go check out Mizzen and Maine. Joe, how's it going? How are you uh, living here in the tail end of this quarantine? Man, feeling good. Uh, things have things have been nice. We we got a newborn at home, so you know, hanging out with the with the little man has been awesome. Getting some some fresh time. I know you guys do as well, and you know, but I'm I'm ready to get back out on a golf course. You know, I'm ready to get out and see, you know, what's going to come of the upcoming PGA Tour schedule and and what everything is is going to be like. You know once we get through this. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we launched our podcast last week. I thought we had, you know, a lot of success for someone like, you know, yourself and my, and me that haven't done a podcast before, you know, I think we did pretty well. Um, looking at the analytics, we are number one in three surprise countries, which I don't think you and I expected, but we've got New Zealand, we've got Slovenia, and we have South Africa. So South Africa, shout out to my friend, Gary player. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Rory Sabatini too. He, he was probably our big listener there. And uh, he was, you know, he's South Africa slash Slovenia, you know, so super stoked about that. Obviously we're coming at the rankings for the United States and in Canada and, and different parts of the world, but super excited that we had the success that we had to launch the podcast, but we've got a lot of great more episodes ahead of us with some great guests, including today, right? Great guest today. I couldn't be more excited. The ultimate homie, uh, the, the man who just exudes camaraderie. He's going to be, he's got stories on stories. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're joined by uh, Pat Perez, a guy who traditionally does not hold back. I don't expect him to do that today. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. You know, we'll go through a quick um, overview of what we're going to be talking about today. We want to touch on the revised tour schedule. You know, we'll talk about that, but we'll dive into the weeds with Pat. We're going to talk about the match, which officially got announced, the time, the course, the format. Uh, that's going to be exciting. And we also are going to talk about the last dance, uh, the biggest thing on TV right now during quarantine. Joe, I know you're a huge Jordan fan, so I'm interested to hear your take. And, you know, our boy Pat, he's a Jordan ambassador himself. So, Really excited to hear you two talk about, you know, Jordan and everything going on in the world. I just I have an expectation of of we're gonna see some shoes today, which I'm pretty excited. I've got my I've got my true blue threes on, uh, ready, ready to do this thing. So I'm I'm super excited. Think there's gonna be fireworks on today's episode and we're gonna hear a lot of great stories and get a lot of great insight from from Pat Perez. Yeah, I know you got yourself a collection. Pat has got a phenomenal collection. I'm curious to see just how many shoes he has. I have three Jordans as I'm starting my collection, and I'm very proud of what I've got, but I've got a long way to go. So, you know, with that, why don't we jump onto the first tee real quick and get this uh, show started? Let's do it. 
All right, so let's talk about the revised tour schedule. Uh, obviously, a lot of great events got canceled, um, including the Open. But we have some some great events that, that got saved, that got moved. Obviously, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and the Masters getting moved to the fall, which is going to be interesting. The tour is still on schedule, looking to come back in the beginning of June. Um, you know, I'm excited. We're a month away. It looks like things are going to hold true. Texas is officially opening up. You know, obviously, that's where you and I are from. Uh, things are looking good unless, you know, the public goes crazy and does some stupid stuff to steer us in the, the wrong direction. But, you know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that the timing is is good? Do you think that we're going to stick to schedule and we'll see people tee it up here at the Charles Schwab in Fort Worth? Uh, I, I think so. Um, I, I'm, I'm holding out high hopes. And, and here's my thought process on it. I, I have a couple thoughts. Um, first of all, the PGA Tour is a big organization. And they are a group that is very aware of the fact that they need to take into serious consideration the the safety of their employees, the safety of their players, and the safety of their fans. And I think that that they're probably doing a phenomenal job with that as they're processing through, you know, are we going to be able to move forward? You know, and things to take into into further consideration for for people who are questioning the decision is – is there, this is a sport where they have the ability to be outside, especially in Texas right now. I think you played golf this week. You know what the weather's like out there. It is hot. Uh, and there is, there's a lot of space for social distancing within the realm of this competitive sport. And so in my opinion, you know, we're supposed to learn this week, what the protocol that they're going to be taking is and what they're going to be doing to make sure that they're ensuring safety guidelines from testing the players and people who are going to be on site all the way through making sure that, that uh, certain areas are roped off and no fans are able to, to come in for the start. And, and that's my big thing, right? Is, is I think, you know, I trust the PGA tour fully. I trust their decision-making process. And, and I think Texas is, is a perfect place to kind of kick this off and test the waters. And that's, that's what you got to think through is just because we play in Texas, you know, if, if it happens and everything moves forward the way it should, doesn't mean that each week has to follow suit. You know, it's going to be a good litmus test for us to be able to see like, hey, how did this work? You know, are we making wise decisions? Are we moving in the right direction and trending in the way that we want to be trending? And so, so I think it's great. I'm excited to see it come back. And, and I'm very hopeful that, that everybody feels confident in the safety guidelines and, and in the, the direction that we're moving with this. No, that's, a, that's a great point. I, I mean, I agree on, on all fronts. I think PGA Tour is handling it great. I think that the precautions, at least that we've heard to this point, have been spot on. Interesting to hear what they say this week. Uh, given that it is in Texas, I think that we're you know, confident that we will get that start. But you're right. Uh, it doesn't just start and end in Texas, right? They've got tournaments that are going to be up in the Northeast. Uh, you've got a tournament in Connecticut coming up. You've got a tournament in Michigan. You've got tournaments all over the place. And so each part of the country is affected by this differently. So it'll be interesting to see not only do those events continue on, but are you going to see certain players avoid certain areas of the country? You know, you've got younger guys on tour um, that might not have families or not be, you know, as worried about the virus as others that, you know, they've got to go play for status. They're, they're fighting for FedEx points. We've got a very short and condensed season. There's still people trying to fight to get into majors. So it's going to be interesting to see, but ultimately I guess these guys are going to have to make a decision for themselves to see if, if it's worth the risk. And, you know, that's the, that's the Liberty that they've been given as professional athletes in this sport is they don't have to go play these events if they don't want to. Right. So, you know, I'm excited for this thing to get back up and going. Uh, hopefully if things 
play out the right way. You and I will both be at the Charles Schwab challenge, you know, helping kind of cover it from a social perspective. Um, you know, we're just trying to bring some fun back to the sport and, uh, hopefully we can help the PGA tour in any way we possibly can to showcase some of the goodness and the measures that they're taking to get back up and going. So, you know, as far as, um, you know, the, the events, I guess the one thing that I'm most excited about is the masters, which, you know, you can circle that every year, right on your calendar, you're going to be excited about the masters, but it's really unique this year. The fact that it's moved to November, you know, I was, I had the pleasure to be on a podcast, uh, with Kelly James and we had, you know, Brad Waldman and we had Joe LaCava, um, on the pod. And it was really cool to sit back and talk to these guys to hear, you know, all the great caddy stories and obviously the tiger, uh, and Freddie couple stories from Joe, but Joe gave some insight, you know, he hasn't seen Augusta in the fall, but he had recalled some stories that Freddie had shared when he had gone down there a couple of times. And it's a much different course. It's going to be colder weather. It's going to be wet and that's going to make a big impact. That's a hard course to play anyways. And it's, it's a long course. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. It changes the whole dynamic. Um, I'm fired up. I know you and I will be there and it's going to be history, right? To, to see the masters in a different time frame. hopefully there's some foliage there on the backdrop on 12 and 13 and, you know, and then guess what? Four or five months later, we get to see the masters all over again. So we're, we're going to be kind of spoiled here in a little bit. It's, it's a, it's going to be a really unique experience and I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, I think, you know, I, I graduated from the university of South Carolina have had an opportunity to play a lot of golf in that area. And one of my favorite things is golf in the fall, just seeing the transition of the leaves and the colors that you get to see out on that side of the country is absolutely phenomenal. And I think it's, I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Hey, we probably will never get to see something like this again. And it's going to be a really unique experience that people look back on and are like, that was an amazing masters. And hopefully the play goes right along with it. I mean, it always does, you know, we come out with something great and, and an exciting tournament that goes right along with it. And, and we will always have that year that is the fall masters. I'm thrilled. I think it's going to be awesome. You know, moving on from the schedule, let's talk about the match. So they've officially announced the day, the time, obviously the players and the format. Uh, you know, there were a lot of, there was a lot of excitement around the match last time in Vegas. Uh, it was around Thanksgiving and um, I believe you were there and you know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of great that came from it, but I think a lot of people left with like, Hey, I wish it could have been different. Um, really curious to hear Pat's perspective. You know, we're going to talk to see if, you know, he's going to be involved like he was last time. I think, you know, his humor, his personality can bring the dynamic that we're all kind of looking for. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm excited to see Tom Brady and Peyton join, you know, their zoom meeting yesterday was, Oh man. Incredible, right? it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, both came out throwing bows right from the beginning, which was just absolutely awesome. And that, and that's one of the things, you know, from, from Brady stepping in and, and throwing out, I was supposed to be Tiger's partner, but then, uh, then Peyton's dad stepped in and switches the teams, you know, I mean, that was as good a blow as, as I could have seen. And I loved that. So, um, you know, one of the things that I think from the last match, and, and I'm in, I intend to ask Pat a little bit about this is, is I think everybody you know, wants to be inside the conversation and wants to be a part of what's going on between the two guys. The play should honestly come second to everything else that's included in this match. And I think by bringing in, you know, you have, you have two things. By bringing in these top-tier, greatest-of-all-time quarterbacks from the NFL 
to compete. You know, you've got two of the greatest ever to play golf and two of the greatest to ever play football, which is a sport that's universally loved for the most part. You are one drawing a significant sports audience in to see something that's, that's not going to be a, a common thing um, on, in content or in, in television and something that people are going to be drawn to. It's like, Hey, I want to see these guys compete against each other. But also you're bringing in two guys who are notoriously known for talking trash on the field and being able to get into each other's face. And, and that's something that, that wasn't nearly as present in the last match and something that's not present in golf. You know, I, you're not walking up 16 fairway, looking at your buddy and, and saying, yeah, I bet you can't hit it closer than me or something like that. You know, and that's just not something that happens on the PGA tour. And I think that, is what people are excited about is is the authenticity of the the friendly game the friendly match and the everybody kind of being able to to jar at each other back and forth and i think that's going to enhance this experience a whole lot for sure and you know you saw a little bit of that in the 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 zoom conference they did yesterday but i think you're right adding those two guys is going to add a different dynamic that should make it more enjoyable to watch hopefully relax tiger and Phil a little bit more and just you know everyone can just kind of come at each other and have a great time but obviously they're doing it for a great cause raising some money for you know for charity and hopefully give everybody something you know to look forward to and enjoy that day as we're all kind of you know thirsty for some sports and, and different entertainment right so I'm excited hopefully Pat's involved we'll see we're gonna ask him and you know, I, I did talk to Joe on, the, on that podcast and asked him, you know, if he was going to be on the bag for Tiger and what he knew. And at that point, and this was a week ago or so, he hadn't heard anything about it. Um, so, you know, he wasn't trying to dance away from any answers or anything. He just said, hey, I haven't heard from anybody yet. I'd imagine that I'll be involved. But, you know, who knows with everything that's going on? You know, they probably don't want people traveling from different states and so forth. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't, I can't imagine these guys, you know, in carts or push carts or anything, but you know, I think we'll take anything we can at this point. Right. Oh, I think it's going to be great. I mean, you know, what, what a time for this to be put together. Uh, shout out to Bleacher Report and all who are involved for putting this on because, you know, sports fans everywhere are in need of content. You know, the, the best thing that we've had going on is, is the last dance, which we're about to talk about. And this is, this is now going to give us, you know, a fix on, on live sports as well. And I'm really excited about that. So on that note, let's jump over to our out of bounds segment. Four! Out of bounds is going to be um, basically featuring something that's topical in the world of golf. It could be kind of outside of the normal realm of, you know, news and on tour or so forth. But uh, this segment we're really excited about. Today, we're going to be talking about The Last Dance. It's brought to you by Mizzen and Main, the best damn dress shirt there is in the game. Again, go to MizzenandMain.com and check them out. You know, Last Dance, Michael Jordan. Um, we all know him as, you know, arguably the greatest athlete of all time. Certainly the greatest in, you know, NBA history. But, you know, what we've discovered, and, you know, a lot of us already knew, the man loved golf. He plays all the freaking time every day. Um, you know, he's he's down to a single digit handicap. I don't, I don't know exactly the number there, but he's obviously a great golfer, loves to I gamble. Believe I believe he's a one. I, I think I heard wow. that he's playing at a one. Now I may be off there, but it's just, it's been fun to see like all the stories come out, you know, from JT and, you know, obviously Keegan and, and Ricky has a lot of stories. You know, I'm excited to hear what Pat has to say. You know, we all know Pat as a, a big Jordan ambassador. Um, I'm not really sure, you know, if he's spent a lot of time around MJ or if he's, golfed with him for that matter so you know we're really excited to pick his brain to get to know a little bit about that and but you know I know you personally 
you know, are a huge Jordan fan and are obsessed with this documentary. So, I mean, what, what would be your biggest takeaway from what you've seen so far? I know the season's not over yet. No, we got, we got two more weeks of it. Uh, honestly, I could have sat and watched all 10 episodes the first night um, and then could have done it again the next night. It is the best documentary I've ever watched. I love it. I think it's phenomenal to get some insight. And the biggest takeaway for me is the work ethic. I mean, you know, the respect that I've gained for Jordan as a result of of watching a guy, and I I intend to bring this up with Pat because I'm I'm interested to get his take as somebody who is tight and knows Jordan well. um, Is you got a a guy who's a young guy in the league, by the way, uh, who loses to the Detroit Pistons in the playoffs, and you know I've had the opportunity to work with with a lot of athletes across you know most traditional sports industries, and I don't know that I know any individual, first of all, who is, when he loses in the playoffs, who is not on a plane headed to a tropical island somewhere, but is in the weight room the next day, getting ready, working for the next season, let alone who can inspire his entire team to do it alongside of him. That, to me, is absolutely phenomenal. And when I saw that, I just was absolutely blown away. I was like, this is this is amazing. So the work ethic that's there, it just blew me away. And I, I couldn't, I could, I have a group of people that I text every Sunday and we're talking about the show. And, and that to me just has not, it doesn't resonate. I, I can't, like me, I'm on a plane somewhere, you know, I'm gonna come back and work, but first I'm going to take my break. Not this guy. That's unheard of. I don't, I can't think of anybody today, even like the LeBrons of the world. And I mean, it's just not going to happen. You've got so many big personalities in sports and you've got, you know, the family factor. I mean, cause these guys are grinding, you know, and win or lose you're grinding and you know, everyone wants the time away from the grind, even including the family and stuff. So to get these guys to come on board, it just shows the leadership that MJ had. And, you know, he just was destined for greatness and wanted the greatness and at all costs. So I got to uh, spend a lot of time around Tim Grover, who was Jordan's strength coach. He also was uh, worked with Kobe as well and Dwayne Wade, but his start and rise was with Michael and it was pretty cool. We hired him to come speak at a business convention. Guy used drops the F-bomb probably every third word. Uh, but, he, dude, he was incredible. And talking the stories about MJ and just the work ethic and how hard that guy worked, I mean, you kind of – I guess you kind of – you know, you assume that was the case because uh, anything you do, the harder you put into it, the more successful you're going to be and the more you're going to separate yourself from your peers. But, you know, hearing his stories and then just seeing kind of through this documentary, it just goes to show, like, how talented and how hard of a worker that guy was. So, you know, I love this, the competitiveness too, just, you know, the fact that he had hatred for certain players and teams, like he just, you know, and that just drives from the burning competitiveness that he had. And you don't see a lot of that in sports today because everyone's kind of expected to be friends and, you know, it's a little softer than it was. I mean, certainly NFL is a lot softer than it was back in the eighties and nineties as well. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of cool to see that, just drive because you know you kind of I long for a little bit of that in today's sports to see you know you know you get a little dose of the Brooks versus Rory thing where Brooks kind of made through some shade at Rory a little bit but you know they're boys you know they're not going to say too much and you know they respect each other and you know it's it's just not it's not the same and it's 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 cool to see that and it was just fun to watch well and I don't want to you know I I love sports today I love them you know I I, I love sports in general but watching this documentary, you know, especially speaking to the NBA, I would have a really hard time ever imagining a situation in which Jordan gets beat by the Detroit Pistons 
and then goes and joins the Detroit Pistons the next year after what you've seen, you know, and it seems like that's a more common theme in today's industry to your point. And so I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's definitely a different day and age in the world of sports. Um, and I'm, I'm all for camaraderie and all for, you know, sportsmanship, but I think there's also got to be that competitive edge. And I think Jordan has that more than anyone I've ever seen after watching this. Well, I'm excited. we got Pat waiting for us at the 19th hole. Let's go catch up with him and see. We're excited to jump in and ask this guy some questions. Such a great, a great guy, big personality. So we're going to dive into all things, including the last dance. So let's go ahead and uh, get right into it. All right, so we're joined with our boy, Pat Perez, three-time PGA Tour winner. Uh, Pat, what's going on, man? You know, just uh, <laughs> ready for this shit to be done. I can't wait for this. Uh, get back to work. <laughs> this is brutal. Um, but, you know, I've got, a lot of work done. I've got a lot of work done around the house, but I'm kind of getting, getting ready to go because they, they say we're still going June 11, which I think is unbelievable. But, what, you know, I'll be ready to go. Well, hey, I mean, we're both in Texas, so and the state's pretty much open. Uh, they opened up more stuff even today, but we'll awesome. see. I mean, that might set us back a little bit, just how people react to things, right? That, that's the thing. You know, we're going to give us enough time. Like, we're not opening until Monday, you know, and numbers-wise, we're pretty good on numbers for, you know, relatively speaking, uh, you know. But um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how you guys do and, and you know, when we actually get down there, how they're going to – we're getting protocol on Wednesday to see yeah. how they're going to deal with the turn. So that'll be interesting. It's just crazy. Like, you know, we opened up today and you're like, we opened up Monday. I mean, who would have ever thought we lived in a world like this, right? Especially Mother's Day is on Sunday. You can't open up for Sunday. I mean, really? That is pretty Sunday, up. Really? You got to wait till Monday. So but, that you is know, pretty jacked the thing up. about it, like I told Ashley, I said, we're not going to, I'm not going to a restaurant anymore. I wouldn't even go to a restaurant. I don't care if it's open or not. I'm not, you know, we yeah. cook here. We've got, we got everything we need to cook. I'm not going to a restaurant. You know, plus it's only 25% occupancy. So if I go, I'm not going to wait line. I'm not going to yeah. go wait line outside. It's 105 out there. I'm not going to go wait yeah. line. So, uh, you know, it's, it's iffy. I know, you know, someone's got to make a decision to go, look, we're going for it or we're not. That's just it. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard decision to make, but you can't have like, you know, this is how this is going to go. This is how this is going to go. You just got to either go for it or not, in my opinion. Open yeah. it up or don't. No, I think the greater good wants things to get back to normal. I mean, a lot of people are out of work. A lot of people are just itching to. to get out of the house, you know. What, to. What's the day-to-day -to -day been like for you, man? I mean, you, you've said – I've heard you say, like, you haven't played any golf. I mean, have you just been no. working on the house every day or what? My clubs are sitting right over here. I just got a new set, and they've been sitting in my shoe room for a couple of weeks. I haven't touched a club. I just found my bag. Uh, I was in storage since I got home from Florida. I haven't wow. even thought about touching a club. You know, just because you didn't know. I thought it was going to be like July before we go. So, you know, I've got a million things to do. Like I said, we moved in Christmas Eve. I've got about three years worth of stuff to do. So, I mean, I'm busy every day. I've been cutting down trees and moving rocks. And you know, I'm building a garage now and, you know, organizing. I've got, a, I've got a 10 by 40 storage unit that I have full that I need to get empty. And that is the time consumption it takes is just amazing. But I've been busy. You know, I've been busy. You know, I've earlier you know when we started this thing i you know i tried to not start drinking until about one anyway try which was tough but uh, you know, the, the keyword cool, right yeah, yeah you know really the coolest thing about this i haven't had a break like this in 20 years and you know this has actually been obviously not for the right reason this is but i haven't had this kind of break where i've had three months off and didn't have to worry and didn't really know we we're going to go back plus given enough time that we you know we would know when we we're going to go back but the best thing about it is i've got to hang out with ashley and piper you know, she's 21 months almost. 
it's been amazing to be with her every day and watch her grow and, and catch little things that, you know, this is the busiest stretch of our, of our season. So I would have missed a lot of these things and that would have, mm -hmm. you know, it sucks. But that's my job, but this has been kind of cool to be able to, to watch her grow and hang out with her. And, you know, we eat dinner together every night and we have, you know, breakfast. It's been, it's been just amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some silver lining and some blessings in this. I know like Ashley's pretty active. She comes to a lot of the events on tour to support you, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not the same, obviously being home with you, with, with your wife and Piper has got to be incredible. So yeah, she's probably awesome. going to have a hard time when uh, things kick back up and going and daddy's out of the house. Yeah. She'll probably be, hopefully she's looking for me. I hope, yeah. I hope she's looking for me, <laughs> but it'll be, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm only playing the first two. I'm going back for Dallas and Hilton Head. And then I'm not going to, I'm not going North. I'm not going to, um, to, uh, Connecticut or Detroit. I'm just not going. I, I still think that's part of the epicenter. I just don't trust it. Plus I don't play that well. I've never played well at Travelers anyway. It's a great event. You know, they're phenomenal up there. I just never played that well, but I don't want to go that far North, but I'm not going to play nine in a row. You know, just because we're going back doesn't mean I'm going to play nine in a row. And so I'm going to play those two. And then I'll probably play, uh, you know, from John Deere on as far as I get in the playoffs. And then, you know, for the me, the fall, is way different than, uh, you know, like Rory and these guys because they're already set. They're playing all the majors. They're set with, you know, WGCs and all these big events. I got to get far enough in the playoff to get, you know, in the Zozo again and, and you know, in the CJ Cup. I'm not in the majors yet, so those are off for me. But, uh, you know, it, so I'm going to – it's going to be a little different fall for me as far as scheduling. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back at some point. Yeah, that's interesting to kind of think of. I'm curious because I've wondered, knowing that they're coming back in June, is there going to be a certain amount of people that are like, hey, I've got to play every single event all the way through to get dialed well, in? I can where tell I'm you right going. now, there's a bunch of them. There's two of them that I know that are really you know, top players, Justin Rose and Brooks Kepka. Brooks is 214 on the list. He's going to Dallas. You know, Brooks wants to win the FedEx Cup as bad as anybody on the planet. So, He's going to be busy. He's going to have to do what he can, not only to get into the playoffs, but then actually play well enough to win, you know, or get to the Tour Championship. Now, obviously, he's not playing for status like a lot of other guys are, but, you know, he doesn't want to lose his ranking. You know, he doesn't want to lose points. He wants to win the FedEx, you know, this and that. I think it's really going to be interesting, though. Everybody wants to see golf come back, but what they're meaning is that who they get to see come back. You know, everybody wants to see the cat more than anybody, obviously, you know. Uh, but I don't know when you're going to see him first. Could be Memorial. You know, this has been fantastic for him because, you know, he already had that time off. Now we're going to see him in the match. He's going to be 100% rested. His back should be great. He should be feeling great. He's going to play there. That will kind of give him a sense on where he goes. I know he's not going to go to Colonial. He's not going to play Hilton Head. He's, definitely, he's not going to play the first four. I think if you're lucky, you'll see him at Memorial. Hopefully we'll see him there, which, you know, he should. And then you'll probably see him at um, – you know, Memphis, hopefully it'll be hot. So it'll be good for his back. And then maybe, the, and then hopefully the playoffs, but then, you know, he's got so much going on in that fall, which is going to be entirely different than what he's dealt with almost his whole, you know, since the FedEx has started. So that's going to be, but when you're talking about guys getting guys back, that's who they want to see. Obviously number one, which they should. And then you've got, you know, like Rory and DJ, these guys fall are going to be so different. It's going to be interesting to see what guys do in these first nine tournaments coming back. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think the break could, you know, is an advantage for Brooks too. I mean, he kind of started the year not playing so great, right? right. And you know, having a break, you know, getting back into uh, you know golf shape and just kind of a mental state. I think he'll come out really well. Obviously, the the majors are all lining up except for the 
the open canceling. What's your thoughts on the open canceling and not trying to reschedule? I thought it was too early. Um, I just think they didn't want to have to deal with it. I, I just figured they, you know, it never really warms up over there, right? You know, it's always cold. It's freezing. And they thought, well, if this gets worse, it gets worse, and we keep going. I thought they post. I thought they canceled too early. But, you know, when you're going over there, there's, there's so much harder to go there than come here. You know, you got to rent houses, which they charge a fortune for it. You got to get over there. If you're not flying private, you know, there's so many more things to get over there and get that one done. Um, I, I think in the end, I don't know. I'm 50-51. I, I think maybe it was too early, but I think in the end they were going to have to do it because you don't know the, really the numbers over there. It's cold. You know, you can really have with no people. I mean, you know. Those are, those are the best fans of the world over there. They're, they're so knowledgeable. They're respectful. They're, you know, it, it's just, it's awesome to play over there. But I don't know. It kind of sucks for Shane Lowry, obviously, not getting to uh, defend. But wow. um, he gets to keep the know, cup for another year. He gets, I guess, yeah, right? exactly. You know, he gets He'll to keep be the it, longest but, uh, running open champion in history, I think, right? Exactly. And if, if there's one dude that drinks regularly out of that Claret jug, it's got to be Shane, right? So. <laughs> oh, I would drink every night. I'd still be drunk. Absolutely, man. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was a little premature, but I think because of the temperatures up there, they didn't really have a choice. I just think they didn't want to deal with it. They just said, screw it. We're not going to deal with it. We're not going to go through it. We're just going to bang it and we'll worry about it next year. And that's it. You know, because we well, still don't even know if Winkfoot's going to be open. Yeah. Well, and the well, RNA they got, had that insurance, uh, you know, parachute the there too, too, which is which was helpful. No one else has that. But no, that's the other know. thing. They just said, let's get our cash, let's do it, and let's get out of here. So, you know. It's their decision. They can do whatever they want, obviously, you know. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get going. You know, Wednesday's coming up. They're going to come with protocol for us and this and that and see if we even go. If we don't start June 11th, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I'm still interested to see what's going to happen in New York and, you know, the, the California governor talking about not having, you know, sports through December and this and that. I mean, you know, it, it, we're not out of the woods on this thing yet. I'm, I'm really interested. I told the tourists, look, man, if, we, if I can't do my job the way I normally do it, then, you know, if you have all this protocol and you're going to make guys do things that they can't do it normally, then it's not ready to go. It's not time to go. You know, we've been out of sports five and a half weeks. You would think it's been five years. The way people are panicking, like, when's sports coming back? It's like, guys, there's a lot more things going on here. You know, small businesses are dying. People are, you know, are, people are dying. You know, we have, you know, a lot of, there's so much debt that the market's trying to come back. I mean, there's so many things that are going on more than just, sports i mean you know of course i want to get back everybody wants to get back that's my job that's what i'm part of but you know you think about worldwide everything that's going on and how people are suffering sports is like nothing compared to it you know no it is but it's always as a fan it's always something to like you know aspire for like root for and like you kind of just oh, of course you have a shitty day at work or you have a fight with your wife or your husband yeah. or whatever and you like come home and you're like all right great i'm gonna watch the final round I'm watch of the game the masters exactly. or i'm gonna watch the game tonight or whatever you know exactly. everyone I misses miss that. that and yeah, TV right now is just crazy. Like horrible. I mean, they're searching yeah. so bad on ESPN to try to find stuff. It's unbelievable. I wish that. <laughs> well, hey, there is one been... show on that we're gonna get, we're gonna talk to you about. There's one documentary that just launched with the the man behind you, pretty much. Yeah, but I have a feeling a you're more, a big uh, fan. We got a couple more golf related questions well, for you, and uh, that's the man right there. <laughs> so. A couple more questions golf related for you. So obviously there's this big match that got announced in Florida. A couple, you know, guys that are, you know, at goat level. You got Tiger Phil yeah. and then you've got yeah. the introductory to Tom and, and Peyton in this thing. Um, you know, you were involved in the last match. Um, 
have they talked to you? Has there been any like talks about you being involved in this next one Man, coming up next I, month? I wish to God, you know, I, I was hoping they were going to put me and Charles in a cart. If there wasn't a travel thing or if it was, you know, in Vegas, whatever, where we could drive there, it would be easier. But the fact that I'm in Florida, I don't think they want us coming out of state to do it. Um, you know, BZ, my guy that's running, he, I haven't heard from. So I'm assuming I'm not going to be part of it. It was so fun. It was so awesome to be part of. I really wish I could have done it again because this time I think it would have been fun for me and Charles to be in a cart and actually, you know, start the ship talking and start these things that, you know, people want to see. They want to hear, they want to hear some trash. I still don't think they're going to get it this time either. I just don't think they're going to get it. Well, and that was a question I had for you. I, I'm interested, you know, especially being on site last year. You know, one of the things that I think people were looking for more was the opportunity to kind of be involved in the conversation that was happening right there between the two guys. And obviously, you know, a lot of people have spoken to the play and how it may not have lived up to the hype of what everybody was expecting. But but the play should and could come second. The the play shouldn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if they're making tens. It's it's gotta be all the smack that goes back and forth. You know, it was too much like a like a Sunday. Sunday round pairing between the two, you know, that, that's what it was. It was bland. It was, you know, and I told him, I said, look guys, I said, God forbid Tiger gets down on this thing. If he gets down on this deal, he's going to go into Tiger mode and he wants to win. He never wants to lose to anybody, let alone Phil for $9 million. Okay. So, and sure as shit, you make the turn. He's one down. I, and I, I ready to, and I go, look, you got to get me and Charles in the cart. You have to. I said, we got to get out there. We got to stir this thing up. This is not what people want. They don't want to, you know, it's not supposed to be this way. It's supposed to be, you know, him talking here, you know, him talking here and going back and forth, back and forth. And the golf is like, like you said, it's, it's not really what, 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 what everybody was watching. I mean, I think people were waiting to see like 10 birdies versus eight birdies and like, you know, hole in ones and eagles. That wasn't really what it was going to be. They wanted to needle each other and go back and forth. And that's what the people wanted to hear. But like I said on my radio show, they're not going to let their guard down enough to do that because they got to get back in the real world. They have huge sponsors to, to uh, you know, that they're still part of. They got to get back. They can't just, they really can't act like me and then go back and have, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, go, oh man, you know, okay, well, we'll just turn that side off and then we'll go. Yeah, I'm always this way. So people know it and that's the way it is. But those two guys carry such a different level of, you know, themselves and excellence that people expect from them. They can't just let it down. Hey, fuck, 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 fuck. They can't, yeah. they can't do that, which is uh, what they, they thought they were going to see, but they didn't. Yeah, that's unfortunate because, I mean, you guys, I mean, there's so many guys on tour that have big personalities that are yeah, fun, that, that the banter back and forth and you hear about it, but you don't see it on TV. Um, you start seeing a little bit about it on social media, but not much. But that's what no, we want to see. Afraid. Is, you know? People are, kid, the kids are afraid. People are afraid because they're just going to get beat up, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just, if they say something wrong, if they do something wrong, they're going to get beat up by it. So, you know, but that's, that's started with the media. It's not necessarily social media. <laughs> the media in general, they can't wait for somebody to slip up and then make themselves look good. You know, and then even when they do an article, they can spin it to where the, the, the reader thinks, oh, man, that guy's a prick or this and this. And that's not how it's supposed to come out. But then you start, that's why you get these bland answers and short answers and this and that. And, you know. That's the main reason for it. But, you know, going back to this, this match, I, I, you know, I don't know. People get upset. But I, I don't want to see Brady and, and Manning play. I really yeah. don't. I could care less if they – I don't want to see them shoot 85 in a match. You know, <laughs> I, I would love – I don't care. Those two are such phenomenal football players. That's what I want to see them do. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm not interested in them playing golf. I'm just yeah. not. Okay. You know, I cannot wait to see Tom Brady go to the Bucks and, and, and play phenomenal this year. Manning's done. He, he was phenomenal. We know that. I don't care about them playing golf. I would have loved to have seen like the other match we're seeing. I would love to have seen Tiger with like JT and then maybe, you know, Phil with, you know, like Ricky or something, something that you get two of the younger kids that will talk shit and yeah. that will stir up the pot and kind of get in these guys' you know, kitchen a little bit. Now that would have been, that would have been more of the route I would have gone on yeah. this deal. No, I mean, you're also touching on different generations there too, right? You get a JT and a Ricky in there. You're going to bring in the younger golfers oh, to come dude. in. You know, that some people, I mean, they got to see Tiger win the Masters last year, but there's a lot of people out there that don't realize how good Tiger was. No, I, mean, but I say it all the time. I say it all the time because we're three months apart. He was, he was December 31st on March 1. I've seen him. I've played against him since we were eight years old. I did this article with Herrick the other day. He didn't really bring it all out. But, you know, and Tiger and I talk about all the time how long it's been since we've known each other. You know, we're talking 36 years I've known this guy. And we've yeah. been neck and neck, not neck and neck, but we've, you know, I've, I've grown up with him in junior golf. We played all the junior worlds, and then we played, you know, college. He was at Stanford. I was ASU. So we played Pac-10s. And then, bang, he got on tour, wins the Masters. Then a couple years later, I get on, and I've been on now 19 years, and he's been on, what, 24, something like that, whatever the hell it yeah. is. I've seen him do everything. You know, and that's why when I put in that article, they're like, I would love to have a shot at him. Well, I, I, I appreciate you love to have a shot at him. But there was nobody. Everybody had their shot. And that's in, in our, in our you know, time frame, we had sure. our shot. There was great players. I don't know why everybody thinks there wasn't great players when Tiger was winning. You know, unless you're going to discount Ernie Els and Phil and Furyk, you know, and the Justin Leonards and Davis Loves and all these guys, couples. I mean, these are great players. Yep. And he just smashed everybody. That's just the way he did it. He's been doing it since he was eight years old. And I appreciate the young kids saying that, you know, they'd love to have a shot at him. But what they don't understand is they wouldn't even know him. If we were all the same age like we were, and he didn't hang out with anybody. He didn't talk to anybody. He sure as shit wouldn't help anybody with their yeah. game. Like yeah. these young kids, they think it's, it is cool that he's doing that now for them. But when you were around the same age, when he was really – I mean, he was really the shit from between, you know, 2000, 2005, whatever. <laughs> he didn't talk to anybody. He wasn't yeah. going to help you. He wasn't going to give you any knowledge. He wasn't going to be your buddy. You know, and even when rookies came out when he was, let's say we were like 35 years old, he didn't help anybody. Why would he give them that knowledge? He not has knowledge sure. that has made him the greatest, and he's not going to help them. So I think it's kind of funny that, you know, the kids, they know him the way they do today, but they don't really know how he was back in the day when he was just an absolute killer. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, like I'm not going to compare Brooks to, um, to Tiger or anything. Brooks has a ways to go, but Brooks has that mentality where when he's on the course or when he's being interviewed, he's just very serious, just like, you know, kind of plays, plays it cool. Right. Whatever. And like, I think if Tiger, Tiger had that attitude today, it wouldn't fit well with today's society. There's people who are just too soft and they, they embracing like the, the softer side of tiger. But back then, like grow, me growing up, like I loved that. Like I loved that in Michael Jordan, you know, I love that in tiger woods. Where it was I, like, about I miss, I say it all the time. I miss the old tiger. I want the yeah. guy. I want that. I want the guy that was the prick. I want that guy. I want the guy that <laughs> didn't look at you. I want the guy that walked right by you. Like you weren't alive. I mean, that was, it was so amazing. The way that he carried himself and the way he was, he knew he was the shit. He knew he was going to beat you. And at the end of Sunday, that's exactly what happened. That's just what happened. You know, and that's what's so amazing. 
growing up, I remember, you know, long before I've, I've been in this industry in a sh- for a short period of time, but, but growing up, I remember watching on TV and they would talk about techniques that Tiger and his coach, who was Butch at the time, yeah. would discuss on how to get into the mentality of the other player and how to mess with that mentality, whether it was slow playing to the green or whether it was intentionally moving to a certain position so that it affected the way that the fans of were course. standing or something like that. And that, to me, is the essence of, of greatness. Well, that's old right? school shit because Butch, Butch, you know, is what, 75 now? He's been around every great player there's been in the game. And so he's been around the old school guys. I mean, I'm talking the old pricks, the guys that would like walk when you're getting ready to hit or open your glove when you're getting ready to hit. I'm talking the old school stuff. Bush has been around all that. because He is so knowledgeable and smart about, you know, but it was the perfect team, those two. You had an unbelievably gifted golfer, and then you had the best mind and teacher put together with an incredible work ethic. You know, that's what people don't understand either. The, the work that Tiger put in, and I say this all the time, I should have, I wish, you know, being his age and, and watching him, I didn't follow enough of his lead to actually strive to be better than I have been. You know, I wish I'd have worked hard. I wish I'd have, you know, followed his lead, talked to him more, asked him things, this and that, and I, I just didn't. And, you know, I think my career has been very mediocre, but I think I could have been better if I just worked a little bit harder. You know, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I like the way Brooks carries himself. I like, I like the, uh, I, I like the way the kids do it. But it's just, it's just not, it's not, it's not intimidating enough. You know, the cat was just the most intimidating guy walking around, and it, period, just it was. Yeah, with Brooks, I was in Abu Dhabi, and he was there as like the featured American, and you know. I didn't know what to expect out of the guy. Like when I, I had a sit down interview with him, I'm like, all right, he's a pretty serious guy. You've seen a playful side of him on social. Some of it's through like Jenna's social, not his. Yeah. So I really didn't know. If you go back, like you'll see Brooks is like a different guy when he was just on the European tour. Like he was a little bit more of like, you know, oh, yeah. I don't know. He had a little bit more of a, a personality. So I didn't know, but like walking inside the ropes with him, so he's like just super down to earth guy. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, holy shit, if this guy, if the world knew like who this guy is and just down to earth, like he'd be much more likable guy, you know, but I get it. Like, yeah, if you're I, don't on know the- if he, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's worried about that. You know, I played with Brooks when he won Phoenix and we talked for two days. And I'm thinking, who the hell is this guy? Cause I, I kind of knew who he was and he was, I mean, he had this driver who was just unbelievable in his irons. And I go, bro, I said, I said, I don't know where the fuck you came from or whatever, but, you know, I, I knew you were over there, but I said, bro, if you, with your action and your, you know, your game, I said, I think you could be unbelievable. I said, I, I just think that you have, you have that game that looks like it's going to carry a long way and do big things. I even told my caddy H, I go, he's like a major player. He's got where the major seems to be going. He has that type of shit and sure, and sure as hell, you know, he wins on the big courses, on the big stage. Not afraid of the moment. You know, I don't know if I told you, but on my radio show Tuesday at Bethpage, I played nine holes with him. I've got to know Brooks a lot. I like Brooks. I think he's fantastic. I think he's so cool. We were trading texts the other day for about an hour on shoes. He's trying to he's trying to catch my collection here. He's been buying all the big stuff. And, you know, he's obviously got the cash to do it. But he was – because he's building a house. He wants to do a shoe room and this and that. But I get along with Brooks great. He's always been cool to me. I think he's – I think he's a phenomenal player. Um but uh, I, I like the way he carries himself. But, you know, I'm not surprised. I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he does things. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think he's he, – he has no – he has no 
not, I don't want to say they don't care about anybody, but he really wants to beat everybody. And his will is, is phenomenal. But, you know, so is Rory. And, you know, DJ has that same thing. And, you know, these kids today, but, you know, Tiger set that whole bar. He set every, you know, people, the kids have kind of heard how things went. But, you know, I saw it firsthand. You know, guys my age, we saw how he did and go, man. And, of course, I didn't follow that lead. But not saying I would have been like him, but I, I probably would have yeah. been a little bit better if I would have worked a little bit harder. Well, I have one more golf-related question before we jump into some uh, Jordan topics. But, you know, Ryder Cup. So last last go-around of the Ryder Cup, you kind of got fucked a little bit uh, on points. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's the way it well, works. Well, that with and you, you know. Cup. There's actually both. It cost me because both my wins didn't count for either one of them. That's true. So, you know, a little bit out of the, you know, you're out of the gate there with uh, missing out on points with the CJ. And then uh, what other event was it that you didn't get points? Uh, I won CJ and I won Mayakoba. The funny thing is, too, when I won, when I won Mayakoba coming back, I was leading the FedEx Cup and the money list. Uh-huh. And I wasn't even on the Ryder Cup list. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I, I, held, I, led, I led in the break, the FedEx and the money list. And then going into Sony, I had no points. You know, because they, they said and- that the fall didn't count because their, the, the task force said that they're, you know, not enough good players playing those events. I thought, well, okay, well, that's, you know, that's, that's uplifting. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, I mean, on the topic of Ryder cup, I mean, it's going to be different to see how things work out this year, given that the schedule's kind of gone to hell, but um, I mean, what are your aspirations for Ryder cup? What do it mean for you to represent the country and play on that team? Well, I mean, I, it's one thing I've, that's, you know, it goes back to the work ethic. I, I wish I'd have worked harder to actually try. I would have, I, you know, everyone, everyone that I'm around, all my like friends that play on teams, every other sport, they they said I would have been an unbelievable team player, because I'm I'm all about I love like the team aspect of everything, you know. How, one of these days I'd like to get a captain that'll actually pick me as an assistant captain to be part of, you know. I don't I know Stricker won't, I know Tiger won't. I need to get somebody that's like that I can beg like Bubba does to get, get picked <laughs> as a captain or something, or just play better and actually be on. It would be it would be unbelievable for me to be part of yeah. that. Yeah, well, I imagine a guy like you coming in, just like that team chemistry is everything. I mean, I've oh, been, I I've played in team it. events, like having people who can make the team gel. It just seems like last can... time around in France, everyone was like, I mean, there's stories coming out of it where everybody's at each other's throats and yeah, you know, potential fights and stuff. I think you could put me as like the Poulter of the European team. Poulter loves that more than anything. His, his, he strives, he lives for it. When he gets there, it's, you know, it is, He's all about the team. He's all about getting a point. And I think that would be me as well. I would love to be part of that, you know, especially playing for a guy like Tiger or, you know, playing, even like being on the team with him, walking on the fairway with him and, you know, going, this is unbelievable. This is like the pinnacle. You know, I'm a top 12 on this deal, you know, in the game in the U.S. And here I'm walking with Tiger and, you know, and JT and, 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 and Brooks. And it's like, it would be, it would be surreal. I mean, it would be unbelievable to be part of that. And I got a long way to go to even have that consideration. But, you know, I, I look at also the guy like, you know, JD. JD won two majors and didn't get picked either time he won, which is unbelievable to me still. I don't know how you can win the British Open at that time frame and they're getting ready to pick and you don't get picked. Yeah. It's incredible. How do you win two majors? I mean, what, what guy has two majors never played on a team? Really, I think it's just, just him, right? Him. It's only, He's the it's only, only one. Him. He's the only He's guy. The only one. Not, how do you help you win two majors and never be on a team? I mean, it's unbelievable to me. That means I know have no chance getting picked. <laughs> if you if you ever were to get picked, who would be ideal playing partner for Pat Perez? Um, I would love to play with Tiger, just obviously because it's number one, it's Tiger. But two, we're the same age, so 
just to have the opportunity to do anything with him as a, as a teammate. I don't care if it was ping pong, whatever the hell it was, would be amazing. But especially with golf, because I would be, you know, you know you're playing with arguably the greatest player ever. He has the most knowledge of, of everybody. Um, I think I'd be a little, I think I'd be nervous though to actually play with him. I think I'd be really nervous that I would let it, I would, the last thing I want to do is let him down, you know, like have to make this 10 footer. Like I saw him make his whole life and not make it and watch him just go, what the fuck, man, you know, or something like that. That's, that's, that's what I, I, I would, I would dread having that moment where I felt like I let him down. Um, but it would be incredible, obviously it'd be incredible, but I would like to play with any of them, you know, any, any player in our team, uh, I would play, I would, it would be, it would be an honor to play with any of them because they're all, obviously uh, uh, qualified to be there. And I think, well, I think that's something that's, I, I, it, yeah. And I, I think that's something that's interesting too. Is like, I feel like Pat Perez is the ultimate like camaraderie guy. I feel like you're a guy that it can be the glue and bring everybody together and make it an absolute blast. I can get along with anybody and I can make, I like make people laugh. I can make jokes. I like, I can bring the, I can bring the fun out in, you know, and I think that would be, I think that's what it needs. I, you know, and it seemed like it, for a few years there, it just got so stiff and everybody was like so nervous and so like, you know, we got to do it this way. If it's got to be done this way, you know, I don't know a lot of what went on in the rooms, but uh, you know, the European team is, is like this. They are so together, are you know, and they're, they hang together and they travel together and they, you know, they do things together all the time. U.S. players just don't do that. They had their own plane. They take their own plane. They don't stay together. They don't hang out together. They don't play practice runs together. They don't, you know, not until it gets closer to, you know, the Ryder Cup, but then you know, it's almost too late. Like, you're just trying to get to know, you know, everybody. But I definitely would be a plus in that whole thing. Plus, you know, you got to remember, I know everybody. You know, I know, I know all the players. I have, all, I have everyone's number. I, I text them throughout the year. I talk to them. You know, play, you know, play rounds with everybody. I've been out long enough. You know, this is my 20th year coming up. You know, I know everybody. So We can see that 20. We can see that coming out in that goatee right there. I think I'm going to bring it. I think I'm going to keep it, too. Well, I'm all for Pat Perez joining the Ryder Cup, man. Something needs to change because the last time we won, obviously, at Hazeltine, I was there. And, like, the team spirit was there. Uh, You could see the Europeans were just – they weren't connected as much that year. That was the year uh, Danny Willett's brother went out on Twitter and was ripping Americans. I killed that guy. Oh, dude, you should have – on the tee boxes, people were just screaming at Willett and, like, I'm looking around like at the rules officials, like, okay, are they going to kick these guys out of here? And nope. I mean, it just kept going and going. Wow. Cup. No, if Ryder Cup, he brought it upon himself. You know, that's where you got to, man, his, I, I wish his brother would come over to the tournament, especially <laughs> Ryder Cup. They had, to, they had to fly him over private and come to this, come to this Ryder Cup at Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I mean, to, you know, but that was, was interesting. I felt, I felt terrible for Danny because, you know, Danny's a good friend of mine and I, I, I'm like, bro. <laughs> Because I asked him about it, he goes, it was, it was horrifying. He said it was just absolutely horrifying. Yeah, I felt bad for him, too. I mean, obviously, he earned his way to the, the Cup, and he won yeah. the Masters, and, you know, he's, he had he didn't a good have a fair shake. And... He didn't get a fair shake at the Ryder Cup because of his idiot no. brother, you know, screwed him before. And people aren't going to forget. They don't care who it was. Oh, yeah. just, there was enough ammunition, and unfortunately, he took the brunt of it, and, you know, he didn't get a fair shake at the, at the deal, and it sucks, man. That, that's horrible. But, you know. Yeah. We won. I guess that's what the, the silver won, lining exactly. that came out of it, right? Win at all costs. Yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, the last dance. I know. So Joe is probably like the biggest Jordan fan that I know. And so we were talking offline nice. about Pat Perez and 
your shoe collection and, you know, being a Jumpman ambassador and, and all that. Like, we just really wanted to talk to you about this is like, honestly, the most topical thing going on through quarantine. And obviously Michael right. Jordan has got to be what the greatest athlete of all time. And, and a lot of people's pretty opinion, unbelievable. Yeah. So just curious, you know, we wanted to jump in and ask you some questions about the last dance and get your take. You've obviously been tuning in, correct? Oh, I've got them record. I watch them re-record. I watch them all the time. It's, uh, you know, I just wish it was like 60 of them. You know, I wish it was, I wish it was, I should, I wish it was gone like all summer. Uh, I think it's awesome because MJ said, you know, he goes, I think people are going to have a different view of me when they watch this. And I, I'm thinking, I've watched, I go, I've got a better opinion about you. I think, I think you're even more amazing than, than I thought you were. Because I, I you know, I was, I was younger, obviously he's, he's older than I am. So, uh, you know, you grow up watching, you know who he is, you know, it's not like, you studied it. You don't really know. When you're only 12, 11, 12, 13, you know that Michael Jordan's the, the great, but you don't really know, like, you know, basketball operations, you know, the coach and him fighting and da-da-da. You know, this is so phenomenal. I, you know, like Rodman. Rodman's such a G. I love that guy. That guy's incredible. I mean, and then you got, you got Pippen, who signs the worst deal in sports history for being the number two guy. I just think, I think the, the show is so incredible. I, like I said, I wish it was, I wish it was longer, but I think, I think Jordan has just gone up in my book, you know? And no, they, I agree I with you. So amazing. One of the things that I walked away with is, is early on uh, when they, when they lost to the Pistons uh, in the playoffs and they went home, you know, I, I work with athletes across most of traditional sports fields. And I don't know a single athlete that I've come to know who the next day would not be on a plane to some tropical Island versus oh, of course. getting the entire team to show back up and start exactly. workouts the next day. Yeah. That's how mad they were. They lost. Yeah. That to me is amazing. And Jordan was led the charge in that. And that yes. is a different kind of work ethic. I love I just, the fact that he hates certain guys too. The fact that he hasn't let it go after 30 years. I love that. I think that's amazing. You know, like, you know, because I, I, I text, I text MJ through the show. Like, you know, I said, what, why the hell are you lacing your own shoes up? I said, you're Michael Jordan. He goes, oh, pre-ritual game, bro. Pre-ritual. I go, okay, I, I get that. And I send him other stuff. Because, you know, supposedly there's a, there's, Pippen has a nickname. His, his nickname is No Tippin' Pippin. You know that one? <laughs> I didn't know that. I have <laughs> not heard that. Apparently that's his name. I said, no tip and pippin. So I asked MJ about it. And I I think he he didn't want to answer. He goes, I uh, I don't I don't know about that. I go, okay. <laughs> uh, but I just texted. It's kind of cool to like you know be able to text him during the show. But basically, I just told him. I said, bro. I said I fucking love this. I said I love this. This is unbelievable. You know. And I, and I was telling uh, Bob Herring the other day. I hope they do something like this on Tiger. You know. I hope when Tiger gets yeah. like 55, 56, I hope that he gets one of these as well. You know. Because I was telling that. Uh, Jaime Diaz at Golf Channel, you know, with the the Hall of Fame thing. I said, you know, I said, to, and this is no no offense to everybody else that's with him on a thing, but this guy needs his own day as far as I'm concerned. You know, Tiger gets his own day. He doesn't get – don't share it with other people, okay? Maybe like Jack. Jack should have had his own day. You know, Tiger gets his own day, maybe gets his own building. Well, and, and listen, out of respect to the other players, too, that makes a lot of sense. Because even like NFL, right, if you get like, you know, a, a Dan Marino that goes in or a Joe Montana, you know, obviously the other players going in have big pedigree, too, Hall of Fame careers. Of but course. 
even though they don't have their own day, it might feel that way that it's all about Joe Montana no, or you know, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning in the future. And it's like a disservice to the other guys, right? Well, it's totally a disservice to Tiger. And the thing is, well, the other thing I don't like about the Hall of Fame, wait till he's done. You know, I don't like this in at 44, in at 42. Wait till the guy's done. Wait till Tiger comes and says, you know what? I'm done. I may play the Champ Tour U.S. Senior Open because I want to have every single USGA trophy. But you can do it before that. But I'm not done. I just won the master. You're going to put me in the Hall of Fame now? Let's wait. Let's wait so he can, like, you know, be done, you know, rest for a little bit. Then they can start putting this loop together. And then you can create this amazing day, you know, for him and say, okay, now we're going to do it. Yeah. Now we're no, gonna that's do a great that. point. They're, they're, you know, they're I, giving I away. Like a... I hate that about our sport. Everybody else, every other sport waits until they're well done before they – Put the guys in the hall. You know, I mean, we've got Ernie Ellis just won a champ to he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't like it, especially with, especially with Tiger because, I, you know, I don't know how many more majors he's going to win. We hope he gets 19 because that's the only flag I want because the 19th major flag from him. But, you know, I, I don't like that. But anyway, the, um, you know, I hope they do a last dance, something like that on him anyway. But, the last dance with Jordan is is so incredible. Like I said, I wish it was like 50, 60 episodes. It would be amazing because I'd watch, I'd watch all summer. But I think it's incredible because I forgot about a lot of things. You know, the hate for the Pistons, you know, and the Rodman, like, mid-season vacation in Vegas. I thought that was incredible. You know, I think that's unbelievable. You try that shit today, I mean, you're off the team. But shout out to Phil Jackson because what an incredible ability. To, I, I would, I, and I told Travis this earlier. I think the greatest accomplishment Phil Jackson ever had was figuring out how to get Dennis Rodman to play as oh. a phenomenal teammate. I mean, Man, he was amazing. unbelievable. He's arguably one of the best defensive players. You know, he's unbelievable. Guy had so much energy. He was incredible. You know, but it kind of went with that. It just kind of went with it. You got the ultimate superstar, and you got this guy over here. This, this like disruption. And, and then you got, like, the hate for the Pistons. I'll tell you what, what Chaps is at. I can't wait to get to with MJ about it. But, you know, ask, really ask him about Isaiah Thomas. And if really that whole thing is what kept him off the dream team. Well, that's interesting you brought that up. We were talking about it. So, obviously, Isaiah, obviously, talking about that in one of the last episodes. Who's the Isaiah Thomas of the PGA Tour? I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe Reed a little bit. But the thing is – I don't know if Isaiah Thomas was that bad of a guy. I mean, all he did was really walk by and not shake his hand. I mean, I never heard him, like, cheating or, you know, any of that deal. But, you know, I don't really know a whole lot on, on Isaiah Thomas. But uh, some, guy, some guy got a uh, – I didn't get a pissing match with him, but he tried to correct me on social media saying how Larry Bird is actually the greatest. How he beat Jordan twice and he beat Ewing and Oakley and Thomas and – and all these other players, he's like, mic drop. I go, bro, nobody gives a shit, especially me. Don't come on my page and put nonsense like that up here. And then he's like, well, no, I'm just stating the facts, bro. I go, fact is you're an idiot. Go away. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, there's but, different uh, levels. Well, of- and no, no doubt, like, you know, to, uh, that's what I'm struggling with is, is, man, everybody hates IT. They hate it. They and do. It's unbelievable. He, I didn't realize that. When I'm watching the show, I'm like, is he really that bad of a guy? He like, seems he like seems a nice guy. Like a great dude. I'll tell you what sucks about this thing is, is the fact that, you know, like Barkley and him, I guess, aren't going to – I didn't realize that they had that kind of that, – that bad blood. I mean, I've been around, you know, Barkley numerous times. But 
you know, I, I, I thought they used to go to Vegas together and stuff like that. And the fact that he said it's not going to mend is, it's pretty hard to believe, really. You know, it seems like it would just be a phone call. But it's like, hey, all right, we're cool. You know, we're cool-ish. We're just cool. You know, it's fine. You know, we're, we're not really going to hang, but we're cool. Yeah, no doubt. But well, I guess I'm it's curious. not going to well, well, I am curious. I mean, you seem to have a pretty good relationship with Jordan. And, and y'all seem, you know, it, they've been highlighting a lot of – him in golf and and you know i back dating back to when they did the dream team special on the the 30 for yeah. 30 you know they talk about how you know chuck daly made sure that jordan was out there playing golf every single exactly. day because they knew how important that was have you yeah. been able to spend time with him on a golf course have you had it you i've know, been out seen with him a couple him? times yeah i've been out with a couple times down the bahamas and uh you know i've been with him in vegas a little bit but you know i was supposed to go play his course here i was going to go after the players i was going to play his course on my way to Tampa. And obviously that took a turn, but I'll get back out there. You know, but I talked to him, you know, I, I text him every couple of weeks to see what the hell's going on. And, you know, I always thank him every time something comes in or whatever. I, I, I always thank him just because I can't actually believe that one, I'm the oldest Jordan athlete there is, is still active. And two, the fact that I actually am a Jordan athlete. I just can't even get over the fact that there's 70 of us, you know, and here I am, you know, not in great shape, golfer, you know, I, I just can't get – I can't get over the fact that, that you know, I'm, I'm a Jordan athlete with guys like, you know, Michael Thomas and, and you know, uh, um, uh, Westbrook and, and Blake Griffin and all these unbelievable, you know, athletes. It's just – it's an amazing honor. I mean, really, it's, it's so it's so unbelievable. But uh, it's well, so cool. just the story, but, too, like just learning about you, you know, over the last year or so, just like the story of your first pair of Jordans, right? And like, yeah, they're right, they're right behind me. They're right here. And this is the one wow, okay. that – this is how it started. This, is, this isn't the one that – no, this isn't the actual one, but this is the whole story behind it. So a kid – the kid threw these away, and they happened to be my size, and then I wore them until literally this all fell off. This was all gone. So I'm sitting there. It was, a, it was actually the coolest shit ever. So we're sitting there in Monaco. And it's me, Ashley, and MJ, and he's over there. We're at this poker table that they created in the hospitality room. We're in Monaco, and the, the poker table's huge. It's got a huge jump man, just like this, but it's white on a, on a, on a black felt. And when it's him over there, I'm, me and Ashley here, and we're smoking cigars, drinking his tequila. It just came out that Socorro. I'm like, man, you know, I know we're on the 11s. I said, but, you know, I, I told the story about the cement four and how it was my first, da, da, da. I said, bro, it'd be awesome if I could make that 11, you know, in the cement, you know, he goes, well, just make the four in a golf shield. And I go, what, is that, what does that really mean? Like, explain that exactly. He goes, make a golf shield in the four, in the cement four. I'm like, you're shitting me. And he goes, nope. He goes, all right. Well, they made me that. Dang. <laughs> These are the only two pairs in the world, my size. And the fact that it went from garbage can here to I wear this on bro when I put this on and go out to the course first of all the conditions have to be perfect yeah. no dew no rain no water no sand no nothing it's almost like a practice show and the fact that I look down and I see this is almost it's so surreal I can't even get over it it's like it's beyond a dream you know and everybody keeps texting me on our Instagram like bro those are sick you know I need to get those when are those coming out all right <laughs> they're not. First of all, not, they're not, not coming out, man. They're not getting them, and they're not coming out. But like, oh yeah, bro, I can't wait to get those. <laughs> like, you know, you're just not getting them. But 
So I'm making other colors, which, you know, obviously sucks with this corona thing going because it, it put a pause in the whole thing. So, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was, that was like one of the best hours I've ever had in my entire life was sitting with him, smoking one of his cigars, drinking his tequila, shooting the shit about anything. You know, I flat out asked him, like, I go, you couldn't have possibly dreamed in your lifetime, as great as you were and everything you've done, that your brand would be this big. I said, there's no way. He goes, bro. He goes, I didn't even think anything was going to happen because we made a shoe, came out, you know, we made another shoe, came out, that, that, But I said, he goes, where it is today? Because supposedly that brand is worth $4 billion today. Yeah. The fact that, I mean, he didn't even think, but who would though? I mean, you're, you know, you come out of North Carolina, you play, you know, you're, you're okay, you lose, you know, you don't really win any games. And all of a sudden you win one, you win two, you win three, you know, and then you win three more and you're like, all of a sudden now, there's like a lifestyle brand going on. And it's like, it's cooler to wear a Jordan shoe than it is the most expensive Gucci lo- loafer. Yeah, absolutely. Think about that. I mean, guys get married in them. They wear them. They take them off so they don't get dirty. I mean, it's like, it, it's so unbelievable now. And that's really the only thing. The two things I hear about are, are really PXG and, 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 the, um, and the shoe. The shoe, well, actually, the shoe and the hair. Oh, the most things I hear about the, the shoe is every <laughs> like every twenty person, man, check them J's or some shit like that. It's unbelievable. Well, it's, it's crazy. Really you can dress them up. You dress them down. You're wearing them yeah. on the golf course. You're wearing them on the hardwood. I mean, Jordans so literally good. can be exist. They can exist everywhere, right? They're, so they're, they're and they're literally everywhere. I mean, you know, I hate to even say it, but you know, we watch cops all the time, right? Or, or you know, whatever. <laughs> But they're always yeah. wearing Jordans. Everyone's wearing Jordans or a shirt or a jacket or whatever. I'm like, this is unbelievable. You know, I Free advertising guys, right there. It's well, unbelievable. And, and Travis, I know, I don't think you caught up on, on all the episodes from this no, past I'm, week. I'm behind a couple, yeah. And what's the craziest thing to me about, about what you just said, Jordan almost didn't take the Nike meeting. No, His mom no, made him it. go. Made him go. And he was going to do Converse. Think about if Converse was Jordan. That's incredible. Phil Knight wants to be worth $49 billion. It's, uh, it's amazing. For sure. You know how mean? many yeah. Jordans do you no, got there behind you right now? Like how many do you own uh, now today? Right now there's only, well, this one, I had to take some out of here, but there's only about 500 in here. Maybe only. <laughs> well, you can see it's, nice. it goes, I go down the floor. Oh my gosh. And then I got a bunch shit. of boxes and it goes up. Got the Peloton so, over there so, in the corner. So do yeah, you, that's my, my, my clothes rack over there. Do you, <laughs> and, and you touched on this a little bit, but I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to hear a little bit more in depth because you mentioned you found your first pair of shoes in a trash mm-hmm. Um, it, one, does that mean, are the fours your favorite shoe of all time as the a result of my, that the, story? Yeah, the four is my favorite. Uh, look, I even started sending Ashley something. Look at that, that stack right there. Nice. That's all. That's all, Ashley. She got those all in one shipment, which are. <laughs> I mean, wow. a lot of them aren't even. A lot of them aren't even out yet. Good for her. But, oh, yeah, man. No, she I'm, loves. She loves the ones. The one high tops are favorite. I'm that's a big ones favorite. guy. I've got the game royals on the way. I can't oh, wait to yeah. slide them on. I got um, stuff. I don't know what the hell I got in here. And this all came from you finding a pair in the trash. It did, but you know, I, and then I. Well, the thing is, when I when I got when I had surgery. So, I'll tell you this. So I had surgery in 2016, March 8th, and I was with Callaway, and I came back, and right before I was getting ready to come back, Callaway dropped me. So I was like, fuck these bastards, these pricks. I hate Callaway anyway now, so as you can probably tell. But anyway, so then I got a set of PXGs, 
And then I go back and I finish, um, I win my third event. But I had bought the trainers, the Jordan trainer golf shoe. And, you know, I had gotten an offer from FootJoy. I'm like, man, you know, I've gotten used to this shoe. It's obviously a Jordan. I'm buying these things for like 500 bucks. Now I've been out of the game for seven months, and I'm buying golf shoes for $500 on eBay. So I had the red and the black, and then I, I won in that one. And I, I think I heard from MJ about that, but I didn't really get into it much. Then I go 11 months more, and I'm buying more shoes. I'm buying nines. I've got some sixes now. You know, I've spent probably – so that Six win you brand. had down in Mexico, I know the picture you're talking about, you and Ashley and the trophy. Yeah. That, those shoes you're wearing, you, you purchased those. I bought those, for, I bought those for 400 I bought the red ones for 400 I bought the sixes for uh, about 800 I bought the nines for about the same price. I spent a fortune in golf shoes. So then go around, and, you know, people are starting to notice I'm wearing this golf shoe, the, the, the Jordan golf shoe. And then I bang, I'm wearing the sixes every day. And um, so I'm, I'm leading by four, right? I'm leading by four in my hi. I'm leading by four in Malaysia. I'm wearing the sixes every day. I'm like the six is so comfortable. And I said it's not going to work in a picture, so I put the ones on. I put the red. I put the original Chicago ones on because I go. I'm going to win. I know I'm going to win this today. Uh, but they got to have the. I got to have the number one in for the picture. And I had that picture uh, with the ones. I took the knee so you could see the whole thing. You can see the whole picture. And then I, I'm on the charter that night. I'm sitting next to Paul Casey here. We're going to Korea. And I get a, I get a text at midnight from MJ. Say, bro, awesome, you know, congrats. I said, I said I, I'm sitting there going, all right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going for it. I go, hey, bro. I said, you know, I'm tired of buying this shit. I said, I'm spending a fortune. I said, I've won twice in this shoe now. In 11 months, I said, any way I can get a deal? I mean, is there any way I can get some shoes, anything? He goes, what do you want? I, I, I just want a shoe deal. I just want to shoot it. It goes, done. And that's how it started. So it took another, you know, month and a half to get him whatever. And then I got this, I get this contract. I still have the contract. And it's so cool because on the top, it's got just a little jump man. And then, you know, like seven pages of deal. And I'm like, this is the most unbelievable thing. I got a, I got a Jordan contract in front of me that says I'm going to be a brand athlete. I mean, I, I almost started crying, but I don't cry for anything. But uh, that, <laughs> that's what I thought. He didn't really even know about that the cement four story, but mm -hmm. you know, he's so, he's so cool. He's so awesome. It's like, he, being around him is like just amazing. It's like, it's like Tiger. It's the same kind of thing. You know, it's that, you know, like Gretzky, it's that upper, like, you know, real star athlete, like real fucking big time guy. And he's just so cool. He's like, just so normal. You know, the fact that I can text him, he texts him right back, you know, not I don't bother him a lot, but, yeah, it's, that's uh, incredible, it, though. That's it's awesome. Been, it's literally been unbelievable to have your, your literally your icon, your legend in your mind, uh, you know, put you on his staff. It would it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be like JT or any of the kids getting, you know, a Tiger Woods deal. Well, we look forward to getting all you guys back out there. There's a good chance that we'll be out of Colonial, just given awesome. that we're local and we'll get tested for coronavirus. So we make sure that we're, we're good and we're clear. God. They better not come with some bullshit on this, on this, you know, uh, protocol. I mean, if I can't do it normal, then what's the yeah. point of even going out there? You know, they're yeah. even talking about not having caddies. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know how you get away with that. I mean, that's just, no, not, if you have a caddy, you, push carts. Yeah. yeah if I mean, you get a caddy, you got to rake bunkers. Like you gotta, I mean, from the competitive nature of things, I mean, 
like right now, like I went and played last week and they're not, they take all the rakes off the course and yeah. you know, so it's, we're all like, Hey, listen, if you hit it into the bunker, just move it to the fairway or move it to the rough just side of it. Cause it's like, I'm not going to go play in footprints, you know, but no, for you guys, you're gonna be ra- like, you know, see, I don't miss the game enough to go do it that way. I don't even, I just don't care. I'm, you know, I'll go hit balls at the range or whatever. I'll slowly get into, I'll play a couple of days. You gotta remember, bro, it's going to be 110 here by the time I leave. So I'll probably go out to my other house, but nonetheless, I'm just not. I, I want to know 100% that we're going back. So I'm not really. I haven't really gotten ramped up yet to to get going because I'm just not 100% that we're going to do the level. If, if it if so, it no. comes back, uh, you know, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be. If it if they come back, there's going to be no fans. It's going to be the case. No. Is is that yes. going to be oh, a weird dynamic? Is it going to be advantageous for players? Is it going to be a disadvantage? Like, what's it what's it going to be? Well, fortunately for me, I'm kind of used to that because I don't have anybody follow me, so it's actually not going to be that different for me. So you know, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, it's uh, but it is it is weird though. I mean, it's 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 nice to have a guy go, "Hey, man, great shot," or you know, something like that, or. It, it is cool, but you know, because that's what it is. It's sports is for you know these guys that like LeBron. These guys talk about. I couldn't imagine playing a, a, ba- a baseball, a basketball game or something, and have no one cheering for you. And, yeah, and uh, you know, your home, that'd home be arena. Weird. You know, it, sports is for fans, and it's for that. And we love the interaction. We love having that kind of, you know, that that back and forth, and you know, a fist bump with this now. But I'm telling you right now, this deal is going to change sports. You know, autographs, pictures, high fives. This stuff is going to be way different through the rest of the year, you know. So fans are going to have to understand that there's not going to be high fives, there's not going to be autographs, there's not going to be pictures. You know, there's going to be none of that stuff. It's going to be like it's going to be like 1995 again. Is what it's going to be like, you know. No phones. You know, we got phones to take pictures, but I mean, you're not going to get that selfie. You're not going to get that autograph. You're not going to get the high five. You're not going to, so you're going to feel like you're not kind of part of the action. Yeah, stuff you don't normally think about, right? So no, it'll be interesting to see. And people are going to be really germaphobic coming into this. And, you know, listen, I think people are going to have to make that choice themselves ultimately. Like, what am I willing to risk? What am I willing to do? And, you know, those that have been on the tour 20-plus years or maybe have had their career, you know, might not be as aggressive, but the younger guy trying to get the status, right, or trying to do whatever yeah. they need to do, they're like, hey, no matter what, come hell or high water, I'm going to be playing in every event they possibly throw at, no matter where it's at. They're going to, you know, you a know. lot of them are going to have to. A lot of, you know, like JT and these kids, they really want to win. I mean, their their passion for the game is is phenomenal. I love watching Justin and and Ricky and all these kids. Matt Wolf, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so excited for our future Ryder Cup teams. I said it before, these young kids, I cannot wait for our Ryder Cup team when it's like, you know, when DJ's the oldest, right, and you got JT and Morikawa and Wolf. You know, and these young kids, I can't wait to see our young Ryder Cup team under 30. I think they're going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I really do. The but, the you know, these kids want to win. They want to go out. I'm not worried about it. They said, are you going to go? I said, yeah, I'm going. I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm going. I don't, you know, what are you going to do? I can't, I can't hide here all day. You know, yeah. you got to go. You got to do things to do. Life, got, life has got to go. It's got to get moving again. It's yeah. too much. Uh, it's been bad. I don't. I think I wish they would have shut down a lot earlier than they did was was flights. I don't know why they never shut down flights. Yeah, no, I agree with you know? that. I mean, it's just like anywhere? where they shut down everything else, but why not shut down airports? Yeah. Where are you going? When you get there, there's nothing to do. I mean, it's closed <laughs> anyway, so you're not doing any business. What's different? Right. So, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back. Hopefully, we'll see you guys uh, when I get there. And, yeah, we'll uh, be there. And, you know, we'll throw some Jays on. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll be there. We'll, we'll be representing Jays, and uh, you know, hopefully, if things look good, we'll be there. We'll do some fun stuff and whatnot, and. 
look forward let to seeing everyone wanna, back. Let me know if you want to do anything. Let me know. Let me know if you want to do anything. We can. Yeah. Uh, we can do something fun for sure. Absolutely, man. We got to kick yeah. this thing back off with the bang. But hey, we appreciate yeah. you taking the time to join us, man. It's always fun yeah, catching up and. Love good luck stuff. getting awesome. back out there into the season this year, man. Hopefully some good things come about. Pat, right, I'm going to be texting you come Sunday night. Keep yeah, this, though, okay? Uh, I think I'm going to keep it. Even Ashley hates it, but you know, that might be another reason I keep it. But, uh, yeah, I got. I think I might have to go with it. Brooks had one. He had the, like, this little bullshit mustache. I'm like, I sent a picture. I go, bro, this is what you need. This is what makes you mad. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see his haircut? God almighty, look looked like fucking uh, Hold on. Hank from me, myself, and Irene. Take, well, take dude, a so look at I, Travis real quick. I copied – so just to like kind of fuck with him, I copied his haircut. I cut it and did a bowl cut because I had an interview that night, what? and I couldn't fix it afterwards. So I have a shaved head right now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> You need, to do, the, to, you need to do the bozo. You need to get the cul-de-sac. I did, dude. I had a perfect bowl cut. We need, we need to send the picture. Can we put the picture up here on the podcast yeah. so that everybody can see? Because he I'll, sent me a picture. Oh, oh man. I had the, I had the Brooks mustache the, and the bowl cut. It looked, it looked disgusting. Homie, you need the homie the clown. Well, this is all hair and this is all bald. <laughs> that was right. unbelievable. That's right. <laughs> can, you, can you see this? Hold on. Let me see if I've – yeah, here we go. Let's see if we can, if we can get that in there. Right. Yeah. I mean that is horrifying. Scary. <laughs> I mean that is that's that's horrifying. That is scary. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gone. All right, man. We'll take it easy. Tell Ashley we said hi. Thanks for well, uh, letting. Thanks for the Thanks for, thanks for letting steal your time here for a little bit. Get back oh, to your so house projects. Friday. I'm getting ready to go drink. Perfect. You kept me till one o'clock. I can go drink. Sweet. <laughs> All right, boys. Take it easy. Bye, boys. Right, be good. Thanks, All right, guys. Everybody, be safe. Bye-bye. All right, that was awesome. Thanks again to Pat for joining us. What a great conversation. Uh, can't wait to see him back on tour. Hopefully we get to spend some time with him here in Texas at the uh, opening event, the Charles Schwab Challenge. Uh, man, so much to look forward to. Again, thank you to our sponsor, Mizzen and Maine, for keeping us looking fresh, helping us launch this podcast. We're excited about what the future brings. Listen, if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't given us a rating and left us a review, do that now. Now would be a great time to do that. Any help would be appreciated. Um, if we can get the support here in the U.S. and Canada like we are in Sylvania and New Zealand and South Africa, man, we're sitting pretty, right? Thanks again, Joe. Until next week, uh, looking forward to it. Have a good one, everybody.